Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us wherever you may be. I am your host, Craig Henson, and I'm joined today by Lead Pastor Eddie Cox. Hello, Craig. So good. Hello, Eddie. How are you, buddy? So good. Family Pastor Jason Callahan. Hello. And Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello, Craig. Good to see you. Everybody doing good today? Doing great. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, we are. That's good. It's super uh, exciting here yeah, at Marathon Church. Is, Lots really of great is. stuff going on. And uh, we actually have some brand new ministries that are starting, mm. are being birthed. And uh, one of those is super exciting. Chase, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we have um, an opportunity to reach out to our community. Oh, that was my paper. Edit number four. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, yes, we have uh, an opportunity to reach out to our community um, with a day camp this summer. And awesome. So uh, it's called Orchard Hill Camp, and most people don't know this, but this land was like farmland. It had an orchard on it up on the hill, and so that's sort of where the name came from. But it's a day camp starting in June, June 9th, and it goes 10 weeks into August, so that's the entire summer. And uh, we have ropes courses, zip lines, uh, chapel every single day, uh, groups, uh, themed out weeks every every week. Uh, new sports fields are coming in, all for this camp. And uh, we, it's a really, it's actually probably the lowest price in our community in the Powdersville area for these types of day camps. And so our congregation is just generous to where, like I said on Sunday, it's this wouldn't be on the table if it wasn't for our congregation and those around that believe that this is a need and God's going to do something really cool through this. So more information on that is marathonchurch.org slash Orchard Hill Camp. And you can, registration's open. Um, we can take a good bit of kids, but every day there's registrations happening. So I'd say if you want your kid to be a part of it, go ahead and sign up. $25 is a registration fee. Very good. Thank you. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so exciting. I didn't even have that on a piece of paper. That was just, that's how good I am at this. Okay, guys? <laughs> that is awesome. And the, the trucks, we hear, I know, we hear yes. the trucks coming yeah. in all the time. Dump trucks. Put it, you know, getting ready for the fields. It's awesome, man. They're putting a lot of dirt out there. 6,000 yards. Wow. On top of what we already have. So that's that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of dirt. And what so I how big was, is the field supposed to be? So it's a... What they call a mini soccer field, which mini means just it's just a condensed version. It's still really big, but condensed version. And then it also turns into a baseball field that you can, the little diamond type thing. But it's all grass, and that's where we'll do all of our activities. And I mean, just we have a map of all the stuff. We even, I think we're going to be doing horseback riding on a couple of these. Really? That's awesome. We got a a nice trail back in the woods there. We do. For For those that don't know, we have over 80 acres. 80 acres, yeah. Yeah. And so we've all, throughout the years, how long have we been in church? 24 years. 24 years total. Um, And we've been in this building that we're in is it 2004? (laughs) 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since we moved to the property, we've all We've had this idea of, man, this could be something really huge if we, but the timing was never right, never right. And so I I remember walking the property, 
I can tell you where every boulder is on this property. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just praying, and it, it's finally happening. It we, is. We really started putting everything. We started to see God doing something in the pandemic because it started out as a preschool. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We were, we're headed down that road, and maybe one day we'll, we'll do that. But the need from even like the CDC and the schools around here are saying, we need something for elementary students big time because there's a lot of daycares. Um, but that, I mean, I know that's still a need, but this is like a demand right now. Yeah. They so, need us. So they do. that's what we're here. Yeah, and I we're think the state, Casey had talked to them and they were really cheering us on. Really oh, yeah. Wanting yeah. The need for this is, is so big right now. It's big. And, and, and it's not just for our congregation. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is for our community. We're, our mission statement is to build communities I love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. And, I mean, that's what we're doing. I mean, yeah. we're going outside the four walls of the church. I know we talked about music when we were in the mountains on the last podcast. Yeah. That's outside the church. This is outside the church. There's just so many things that the pandemic has allowed us to see a need for, I feel like. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That's its own podcast. So it is. Well, I can't wait to do that one. Though. <laughs> I know. Really, right? that's going to be so good. For those of you that may be listening and are not familiar with the Upstate of South Carolina, this area is growing immensely. Yeah. <laughs> at a very rapid pace, and so the opportunities for ministry in the community are growing as well. Yeah. And we're just we're just trying to listen to God and and go with that. That's right. Another exciting thing on Sunday, Eddie, you started a new series called In Your Shoes, mm. and uh, your message was outstanding, and uh, we talked first about shoes, and yes, you, you I, called me out. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. a shoe guy. <laughs> you are. Um, you are. You got your Nikes good, on today? Yeah, what do you have on today? I have Adidas on today. Adidas. What? Wow. Yeah, these, this guy. <laughs> he makes payments on these things. You know, that's how good they are. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? <laughs> so, Craig, yes. big question. How many shoes do oh, you yeah. have? Eddie put out an answer. I, I got some typical numbers. answer. But. So, I'm above average. Um, <laughs> are you in more you, like a, a, a woman? Guy, a no, I'm not that close. Thing? Okay. Did you say guys are like 12? 12 pair of guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you count all three pairs of golf shoes, <laughs> oh yeah, well, um, I'm, a, I'm about fifteen or sixteen. Fifth, yeah, well, that's a necessity. Yeah, see, these are necessity shoes for yeah. golf, though. You know, I'm with him though. Like, I'm up there. I'm. A, I have more shoes yeah. than my wife. Yeah, I think you do. Too. Really? Oh, I yeah. have. Oh, especially I know. like when I toured, we would go to all these different places. I mean, you have to buy a souvenir, right? Right. Yeah. It just happened to be shoes. <laughs> you have to buy them. You have. There's uh, like thank you, Detroit. <laughs> I have about half as many shoes as Amy, so wow. you know she's she's up there with the women's average. I think. What was the uh, I, What was the women's average? It's uh, about thirty. About thirty. What? Yeah, and they don't usually wear. Really? They don't wear them all either. Chase That's has forty, good. I think. No, no. <laughs> he, he went. Oh, that, oh, that, maybe. Are you I sure? Count. <laughs> I, you know what? I do have a lot of shoes, but but I'm not what they would call a sneakerhead. No. My my son Paul yeah, is a sneakerhead. Um, I'm not a sneakerhead, but um, I do like shoes. I'm so what? What is the sneakerhead of that? Yeah, what's a sneakerhead? Like he he has all kinds of Jordans and uh, you know all kinds so it's of almost shoes, collectible and collectible ways, shoes, yeah. yeah. And and he know he's up on all the you know cool okay. shoes and all that kind of now, stuff. Y- like your son is 
awesome because he bought a pair for my for my son. He did, yeah. My son's a he's a beginner of the sneakerhead deal. But the thing I found out is you can't put creases in your shoes. That's right. I talked about that Sunday. You can't. Then how do you? I don't understand. If you wear them, you'll do that, right? Right? Or you have to walk without (laughs) bending. You can't bend your toes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, there's all kinds of rules about tying your shoes now. Should you tie them? Not tie them? Like I got to have mine laced up. You know what I'm saying? I got to lace them up because I might need to run for my life or something. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You never know. You know, I'm going with Velcro now. I'm getting old. The older I get, the more I don't like tying them. I know. (laughs) I just want to slip them on and keep going. And the more I eat, I can't bend down. That's (laughs) (laughs) yes. You hope to see your shoes, right? Right, right. I actually was looking at some shoes online yesterday, and there was a little side article about how to hide your laces. I'm like, okay, uh, that's. I'm not going there. I hear it though. I, every now and then, especially wow. when I wear boots, like I don't want because boots shoestrings are so long. I, a lot of times, I'll go around like my ankle, like the boot will come up. I'll go around it, tie it, and then stuff like inside my. So that way, it's just a clean. Oh wow! Wow, I really need to. You not. need some counseling. I think. <laughs> you ever had counseling. that moment where you're like, totally regret saying that? That was one of those moments. That was I just realized that you're a one that, of those. I got, I got vans on today. What, what's the term again? Old school vans. Sneakerhead. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is it true that you don't mind smelling your shoes as long as you, but you can't no. smell other people's uh, shoes? Is that neither? Is that a thing? No. I don't. I like, would I hope not. Know. I don't know. I, just I don't want, want that. You know, and I think for most people that probably is true. Yeah, I think so. You know, <laughs> you definitely don't want to smell anybody else's though. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely don't. No. If you have kids, you you understand the funk. So <laughs> it is amazing. Can, Speaking yeah. of the funk and shoes, <laughs> I'm also a Chaco guy. Do you guys? Do you know oh yeah, I know are? what a Chaco is. Especially in the summer with camps and with things like that. A lot of people hate on them. They don't. They're jealous. That's what I'm saying. They are. They just haters. <laughs> but I don't have to do anything. And those bad boys, <laughs> you can smell them coming a mile away. <laughs> like, no, I had to put tea tree oil daily oh on God. these oh guys. Oh my! Listen at that. that but is, there's no re. I mean, they're is not, that what we might call a mandal? Are those mandals? What is that? I don't know. A man sandal. <laughs> <laughs> a I think mandal. that's what we call is there, them. Does anybody have shoes where they can't come into the house? You know, those kind that like they smell so bad. They just oh no! Stay no, they, no, my, I don't have my those. children do. Oh yeah, I don't. Even, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know I'm why not going to say it that way. I don't they'll know. get embarrassed if I say too much because it can get pretty rough. Funky. Oh my I gosh. am not. You yes. walk in that room, you're going, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This, this happened. Is, I can't stand here right now. <laughs> I have worked in my Chacos, like building decks or something like that. That was a bad, bad move. You shouldn't do that. Bad move. Bad move. I think the problem with shoes is that there's feet in them. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is a problem for most. I, I, I think a lot of people are. Are creeped out by feet. Yeah, I'm not a feet guy. I'm I'm not. Yeah. Would you wear somebody else's shoes? Mm-mm. Oh, that's nah. and that nah. that's really what we're talking about yeah, here. It's we, pretty good, isn't it? Look at oh, it. we showed this wow. great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we that, sh- I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> that, that, that was good. good. That was good. That was really good. We showed this great video leading into your message, Eddie, where these people had to run a mile in somebody else's yeah. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that. I mean, people were really engaged with that video because it really hit home. And none of none of us want to wear somebody else's shoes, no. much less run a mile in them. No. 
We don't. They were they duct taping them to their feet. I mean, yeah. can you imagine funny. the smell from that, that? That one big guy, and he has the girl's little bitty shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's a great little video. We're gonna see the rest of it this week. I hope part two. I think yeah. is this week yes. for sure. But yeah, you did a great job, man, Eddie. On Thank you. Just ex- setting up the series. I thought it was really really good. Old shoes, new shoes. Yeah. Kind of neat for the, the what the Bible talked about. It was great, and we're going to talk about this this idea of moving from sympathy to empathy. Uh-huh. In other words, getting in someone else's shoes. You really don't know what their life is like or what they're going through um, until you get in their shoes. Until you, you know, the old saying is "walk a mile in their shoes," right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but you actually related it uh, to Jesus putting on new shoes. Yes. Yeah, I think I was wondering how that was going to go. You know, I was like, when does God walk in our shoes? That was the the question, you know, because I think for thousands of years until Jesus showed up, I think there was a sympathy thing more than an empathy thing from God. And that really, I'm going to know, I might have, you know, caused some issues with that. But uh, the question was, when did God walk in our shoes? That was that was the question. Yeah, I think you rocked the boat a little bit, maybe rocked some people's world. A, a little maybe bit, maybe so, maybe so, <laughs> with the terminology that you used. Um, but the bottom line truth that you got to was that that Jesus took all of our sin on Himself on the cross, and and that that changed everything. Yeah, that was the whole. I mean, there were several things that He had to do to be to know how we felt and who we are, because He's never experienced sin to begin with, so He didn't know what that felt like. So he took that, and then he, did, he experienced separation. We've all, we were separated from God. That's what the Bible tells us. So he never experienced that. So he got, he got those two things right away. And then he also experienced physical pain. Uh, so he knew exactly all three things, that who, what we go through and who we are. But it all happened on the cross with him. Yeah. I know in some of our life groups, uh, that discuss the the previous Sunday's message for their uh, for their their study in their group. Um, it, it caused some really deep conversations, and uh, a couple of them told me, "Yeah, we just looked at each other like, man, this stuff is deep. Like we need to, <laughs> to process, you know, what God knows and when He knows it, and all those kinds of things is just really deep and, and and really in truth beyond our comprehension. Like we we can't figure all that out." I think that, I mean, thinking of what, did, you know, I do this in one of our discipleship groups, is what God didn't know. And that, that really moves people around, like, what are we talking about? Well, they, they have never experienced what they experienced on the cross. None of that had happened with the Trinity mm-hmm. until Jesus showed up. And that's why he was sent. So that when I pray to God, he knows exactly how I feel. He knows where I am and what, I, what I'm going through. And he talks about that. I think some of the terminology really messes with people who have a more theological bent, who who maybe fancy themselves as theologians, yeah. you know, and and probably overthink it a little bit. Maybe you think yeah, it's it? hard to think about when you say what God didn't know. I know mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what's well, a, a shock? Wait a minute, sure. uh, that sounds wrong. But I think it was plain that to see that God did not know sin. Mm. He did not know that side, and that's what he experienced on the cross when that weight was put on him. And separation, because he said it, didn't he? Yes. Why have you forsaken me? That's right. He never felt separation. So I think that that makes a valid point, what God did not know. But he chose to to become like us Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I guess get in our shoes in some ways. Have you ever had that? You ever said to somebody, I know how you feel? Mm-hmm. And that's because you've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until he, I mean, you couldn't, he can't say it mm-hmm. until he's been there. Right. You know, I mean, that's what had to happen. That's why he had to come. He really did. Mm. You know, he just had yeah. to be here for that. And it's hard to relate to someone that doesn't understand you, has not experienced what you have. And it's, that's, just, that's just a great take on that. It's, it, it is a little bit challenging, I think, from a theological sense. I think the, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane was a, a, a big clue to what was going on. Okay, if he'd already known and everything, well, then why are you asking to try it some other way? So there was, yeah, a, there was something right. happening yeah. that was going to happen that never happened. And, yeah. that, and it wasn't just for us at that moment. It was going to be happening to him. And I think that's where that comes from, hmm. what he didn't know. And so you have to look at the whole picture of what was going down. Yeah. You know, For us, yes, it was our salvation. But for them, it, it was a complete new experience from sin and separation, hmm. if that well, makes any sense. I think the no, reference to the garden is huge because – uh, a lot of times I think people think when Jesus prayed for the cup to pass from him, they were, they're thinking f- physical punishment. They're, they're thinking death. But what he couldn't get his head around, if I can use that term, is becoming sin for us. Hmm. That, that's where his anguish lied. That's where it was. You know, death wasn't a problem for him. That's right. Because he wasn't going to stay dead. Because nobody around him stayed dead. Because he brought life. That's right. He is. So that wasn't the problem. The problem was those other things that we were going through that he was about to take on. And I think that's the, the problem. Yeah. And I also think that there's so much that you can learn and see God's character in the garden also, like just different things throughout that whole, you know, Scripture passage. Um, but I also think that the separation factor was an unknown Huge. for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, if you go from knowing everything, right, or so to speak, quote-unquote, um, to, oh, gosh, I don't like that because I don't know how that's going to not just feel, but what is that going to be like, you know, or how how do I handle that? What do I, you know, here I am speaking for Jesus and God, right. but yeah. you know what I mean? I, I'm just trying to fathom what that moment would be like to be separated from somebody that you've never been separated from your entire life and existence and and literally – that that's going to go away to pay a penalty for something that you didn't even do. You know, my, that's what my brain tries to wrap it, wrap it around. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, no, I think, uh, yeah, the, his, the love was so great mm-hmm. that he wanted to know what you, to know you. Right. That was the, the whole idea. My love for you is so great. I want to know what you know. Right. And how you feel. Right. You know, and that's kind of, and that's what drove him all the way in mm-hmm. to the cross, you know, do you guys think that? Sorry, I'm gonna ask a question because I would like to know. I'd like to know your thoughts. Do you? Th- what was the time frame in that moment? Was that a? I mean, was it hours of going back and forth? Not back and forth, but questioning the time of separation. Yeah, because you if you if you mm-hmm. read it, I mean, it goes like you read it, and then all of a sudden, right away, you see, you know, not my will, but yours. It's like almost like okay, I'm good though. You know what I mean? Like, do you? I know there's no way of really knowing, but just want to get some insight. I think there's places where they he sayings from the cross in different hours. I know mm-hmm. that when he got to the separation part, 
it was it wasn't long till we're done. You right. know, mm-hmm. you know, it's it is finished. It's done. Because now, now I'm by myself. I'm it's, I'm done. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. want to do that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. I don't be, my dad's yeah. not with me. I need right. to end this. Right. You know. He, um, because I'm talking a little bit about the garden as well this, this coming Sunday. Um, because there's value in there. Like, mm-hmm. because he goes back and he's like, I just asked you to stay awake with me. You know what right. I mean? So there's, man, there's so much good stuff in that passage of the garden. Yeah, for sure. Not. That, I think it's a good question, and I don't think we know the answer to it. At, at what time did, at what point did he become sin for us? Mm-hmm. Was it right, when they nailed right. him to the cross? Was it, in, was it already taking place in the garden? That's, I, I don't know. That's a tough question. It's a very tough question. But, but um, I, it's worth researching and asking. And well, the when he, I think when I think it was he was sin when God finally turned away. At some point. That happened. I don't know how yeah. it, all that took place. Hmm. Interesting. But I, th- I think when, when he died, I think it was done then. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was done. I mean, yeah. yeah, he said it's finished. It's finished. It, yeah, that was did his, it. Yeah, yeah. Do Do you think? Um, do you think the thief on the cross, talking about being in someone else's shoes, where he's like, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." That one. Do you think that thief looked over at him and was like, "You, you know how I how I feel." You know what I mean? Again, I'm putting words in there, mm-hmm. so I'm just right. talking it out. But I can't back this up or anything like that. Well, go ahead. This is good. I would okay. just. I, I wonder if the thief looked looked at Jesus and was like, "Yeah, he is the real deal because he's he's walking in my shoes right now." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Anyway, I just feel yeah, he's like hanging, there's, there's he's so hanging. Many. He's hanging with me. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what he's doing. There was so. some evidence in what he was seeing, right? In Jesus. I mean, yeah. there was something he was seeing that was different. That you know, it was amazing. Actually, I bet to see God there yeah. for you, and yeah. I guess I, I don't know. It makes me wonder. You know, was. The Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a technically. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole. So, <laughs> what, so what that was up. drawing yeah. the? I just opened a big can there. No, yeah, because but, if you look back in Genesis, it says uh, that the Spirit was in the creation, so to speak. That's paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get like. Yeah. So was the Holy Spirit there from the beginning all the way through, and then? I mean, definitely, I think the spirit, the spirit was there for sure at the cross. I feel like when I and I think, I think you can make the argument that he wasn't just separated from the Father; he was separated from the Spirit as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. they were separated. That was the unknown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, I don't know. Yeah, you can get kind of. Oh yeah, it's, no, I love these conversations because <clears throat> I love learning, like from you guys and. I'll, I listen to the other podcasts and things yeah. like that. And well, I guess you could say the thief related, yeah, sure to him. Mm-hmm. He saw something that he needed in his life. Well, he saw, and he also saw sacrifice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Jesus was innocent. <laughs> yeah, it was a proven fact that he was innocent, and pe- you know, people were Barabbas, you know, free him, and it was the what was it? Pilate was like, "Are you sure? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. this guy." <laughs> 
this guy was he's rough and you want him and not the innocent one you know what I mean? so yeah, and, and then you have you have the contrast of the other the arrogance of the other criminal right i yeah. mean is is unbelievable and you're like how are you that arrogant yeah <laughs> when I you're mean, being executed you know yeah that, i don't know that there's so much meat to yeah. all of that oh but, man you know sure so here here's what really made Sunday's message tough for me. I won't speak for anything tough for, for anybody else, but what made it tough for me is so Jesus said, I've got new shoes for you. Here's the deal. It's not the golden rule anymore. Love your neighbor as yourself. You need to start loving the way that I loved. And, and the point is that that means you're willing to die for somebody else. So that really that got you. So oh, yeah. did, did you know that new there was the new golden rule that happened in the upper room? I yeah. mean, it really did. It was a new golden rule, and I don't think the disciples knew they were watching Jesus do his thing, heal people, love people, but they didn't really know until after the crucifixion. This is what I'm telling you. And then the other thing they had problem with is who's the neighbor? Exactly. See, Jews think Jews are neighbors, and Jesus was saying, "No, everybody's a neighbor. Everybody's mm-hmm. your neighbor." And those two things were different. You're going to die for them, and you're going to love everybody, and you're going to do it the way I do it. Put those shoes on. <laughs> it, it's in, interest, yeah. in, interesting, too, that after he had to come to the, to the apostles, to the disciples again, after he was gone and say, look, the Jews aren't your only neighbor, you know? <laughs> That's I mean, true. He, he had to have a, a come-to-Jesus meeting with Peter and, like, tell him, listen, this isn't just for Jews. Mm-hmm. And so they, they weren't getting it. All right. They didn't. You know, and I, I think I, I try to love somebody like I love myself. Not every day I like myself. That was That's a great little, point. You know, and so I'm gonna love them like Jesus loved them. You know, yeah. This 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 is so hard. It's so hard. I'm gonna die for people. I'm gonna yeah. love people that I don't like. I mean, that is what he's saying. You know, he this was. So it hard. was a political yeah. move. It was a political move to kill Jesus. That's what happened. Right. It wasn't about evidence or no evidence. It was just a political thing, mm-hmm. and here's what we're going to do. And Jesus said, from the cross, those people, remember? Those people, oh, God forgive those people, for they know not what they do. And he said, that is the shoes you wear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so powerful. Well, and I, and I, th- I think you went right to the heart wow. of 21st century Christianity in America when you said, it's easy to like and love Jesus, but to love like Jesus is not that. It's just not that. It's tough. Know. We talked about those people, and everybody has them. And it seems like in our <laughs> environment now, yeah. there's a lot of more, a lot more of those people. Yeah, they seem to be everywhere. That, you know, so it would be political things or whatever. Well, you, when you, you talked know? about the four way stop, those are my people. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> That, I had that, that happen to me people. yesterday. I'm like, go, go. Oh, my gosh. And I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, don't know what to do, you know. My daughter but, says, Dad, you driving like an old person. And I went, well, here I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Putting on the Velcro shoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> here, here's a debate for our uh, our neck of the woods now. Four-way stop or roundabout? Oh, yeah. Oh. We got roundabouts <laughs> coming up everywhere. I like, I've got where I like the roundabouts. I do too. It's the yeah. ones that don't know what they're doing again. Um, okay. That do actually, you guys yeah. use your signal? No. 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 Gosh. You do you use it? Yes. You, you just got to know when to yield and no, when not to yield. No, it's for the other person. <laughs> like, especially, all right, so you come out and you're in the roundabout, right? Where uh-huh. you need to let the other person 
who's sitting there waiting on you to know where you going. <laughs> Am I going to okay. turn or if I'm I not? Get, I get that now. Yeah. I I get that. So you, know. you got to. I could see that. I don't yeah. do it if no one's there. Okay. You know, I don't even go around. I just go over the curb. You know what I mean? If no one's there. No, How about the tailgaters I, and there's only you on the road? Oh, I had that. I had that <laughs> I mean, this morning. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I mean, I come took, on. I took Lily to school. Okay. And I have a tailgater in the school line as I'm leaving. I'm like, <laughs> what is your problem? I'm talking like right on my bumper going down the school road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't go any faster. And I'm, it was those people, man. It was. I know it. And so so I looked in the mirror with a Jesus smile. Did you now? A Jesus smile. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Did you pray yeah. for him, Brian? Yes. Did yes. I did use some great words. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have this thing in California that I've noticed that people in South Carolina are starting uh, to adopt, and that's the honk-a-second. The honk-a-second honk a is yes, the, I, yes. the, the s- time between your light turns green and they honk at you behind you. Like they're starting to – like it just turned and they're yeah. already honking at me. Yeah. I, yeah. That's it. That uh, that makes me mad. <laughs> I can't. Those people, those people man. No, those okay, people. okay. Now, what do you do when the car in front of you doesn't go mm-hmm. because they're looking on their phone? Yeah, that's. It. How long do you wait before you honk? I could, you know, I give it a little bit. Three seconds. Mm, I probably go <laughs> five. I, oh, I, bet, I, I probably give grace, at least five. Just, one Mississippi. You don't just hit it once. You hold it down. <laughs> you know what? I have to say, Amy can tell you this. I've actually sat through a light before because they didn't go because I didn't want to honk at them. Um, oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Wow, Craig, you're more generous. Oh. It depends on if I'm late for something. Yeah. I, I let them know. Not in like, let's go. But it's more like, hey, bro, it's time to go. Like, just want to let you know, light screen. <laughs> well, that that's what upsets me about the honk a second and the tailgating and everything. I want to I want to get out and go to their car and say you should have left 15 minutes earlier if you're in that big yeah. a hurry. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but right. it's not my fault you're late. Your emergency is not my <laughs> fault. I had, I had a good question Sunday after say. church. You want to hear? It? Yeah, yeah I would what? love to hear. I had a good question. Uh, somebody oh. said, "Is it okay if you love people but not like them?" Man, I've heard that before. I know, and I'm trying to. I know yeah. how to answer that. Say it, Brian. Yes. Yeah. Love them to God. Because there's plenty I, of people I don't like. Here's what I told them, Brian. I said, <laughs> but I love them. I said, you know, I won't. I said they need to love God. They don't need to like me. Okay. There's that, plenty of people that don't like need, me. We, I can tell you. My goal is to move them to the kingdom. Yeah. That's my goal. You know, right. if you like me or you don't. In the early days, we did marathon. You want to be liked. Yeah, and then we learned that that doesn't happen right. all the time. Joyce so. Myers, I listened to her, and she said, "You just need to understand that ten percent of the people that know you don't like you. Just That's, get used to." I it. can't awful. even imagine that. Yeah. Jace, you want you want to pick up on that, right? That's, that's awful. It is awful, but it, it's just you're not going to make everybody happy. That but doesn't is it, mean we don't love them, right? Um, I'm only at five percent though. <laughs> but I'm the like That's my grandpa. True, my grandpa. I got this from him. I never meet a stranger. You know what I mean. So I think the more I get to know somebody, I determine this love like relationship. You know. But like right off hand, I like you. You know. I like you. Well, don't, do don't. you do you think if you get in their shoes, you tend to like them more when you know where they're coming from? That happens to well, me yeah. when I actually yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I know why you're that way. 
<laughs> I'd probably be that way too. Yeah, if I was like, if I was yeah. in your shoes, yeah, I get it. See, I'm I'm way more cynical. I, I, <laughs> Can't I, believe it, Craig. I, I don't like you. Me? Are you talking? No, to, you no, look no, right no, at him. So, no, somebody. What I mean. a way to tell me. No, no, eleven percent. No, eleven no, percent. Yeah. He people, said, <laughs> "People that I meet." I, I don't like you. You need to give me a reason to like you. <laughs> you've told me that before. Not me personally, but you've I, told me that's something that you do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... Give me a reason to like yeah. you. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, don't be in a hurry, all right? Yeah, still waiting on that one. <laughs> you know what? That's what makes um, our team and these podcasts so fun is we actually like each other. Yeah, yeah I think it is that's amazing. True. It, 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 it is. It, it's yeah. fantastic. I had a guy at a... We were at a pizza place recently. And he was from another church. We didn't know it, but we were all out to eat. And it was right after we came back from that um, staff development trip. So we spent all weekend or week long, you know, whatever, with everybody. We get back. We go to, out to eat. And it's like we're, we just we love hanging out. And he said, he's like, where do you guys work? Do y'all work together? And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, y'all must like each other a, a, a lot. And I said, yeah. And he said, where do you work? And I said, we're, we work at Marathon Church. And he was like, oh, man, we need more Christians like you guys that actually like people. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> that's oh, awesome. shoot. Yeah. That's great. That's, and, that's great that he recognized. Yeah, because we like each other. Eddie, your, your sermon on Sunday was, was so good, we literally could unpack it. All day. Yeah. Um, but anything else you guys want to add? Uh, What's the last statement? Uh, it was my favorite about um, empathy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, about God it. moved so from sympathy to empathy. Yes, it's, that's what He moved from. Like you know, I I can throw you a line into if you fell in the well. Yeah. I can throw your line. Yeah. Or empathy said that's sympathy. Empathy says I'm gonna crawl in the well with you. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that yeah. was it. You said when we walk in their shoes and understand their life and their pain, we move from sympathy to empathy. And then we have the opportunity to love them as Jesus loves them. Man. That's, yeah. There you Good go. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Well, I feel like more like a 4% now. I'm going to get Mom used to always say, you know, see them like God sees them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always see it from that perspective. Right. But I forget that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they're tailgating. Yeah. 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 yeah I, sure. I didn't I wasn't thinking about how God saw that person today. <laughs> always. Great conversation, guys. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we are Marathon Church and we're creating communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, join us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Marathon PVL, Facebook at Marathon Powdersville, and check us out on our webpage, marathonchurch.org. God bless you guys. Have a great week.